0: welcome to the kevin and Philo project a podcast with two guys who love to eat travel talk sports and have no idea how to raise teenage girls coming to you live from salina kansas here are your hosts kevin and philip Welcome to Season 4, Episode 5 of the Kevin Phillip Project.
1: 405, that's my old zip code. <laughs>
0: um,
1: when did that become a thing? I don't, well, I'm from the 918, yeah, I'm from know. the 405. Yeah. I don't know if some sports kids must have started that or somebody somebody more uh, famous than you and I. Yes. But that, it's a thing now.
0: Yes. I, I'm trying to think... The first You're time... You're from the 785, right? I am. But it was uh, 913 yep. when I was growing up. Oh, it was? Yeah. And then they changed it. So 913 went to Kansas City, 316 was in Wichita, and then the 785 was a new one. So, yep, that was a whole big deal when I was younger. They had to change area codes for half of the state of Kansas. So <laughs> I'm trying to think of w- the first time... You know, I know Ray Mysterio Jr. in wrestling, back when I used to watch wrestling... Always uh, used the zip code from wherever he was from.
1: I thought maybe rappers did it too. On oh yeah, they rap. do. I, I was uh, just trying to think of the first time I like ever Like Nelly heard it. would do the St. Louis one, I think, yeah. and different ones is where I first. Yeah. I think I first started hearing that. But um, speaking of the seven eight five. I heard you had another great experience dining <laughs> yeah, in, in the 785. In the 785. In the
0: 785. So. You know, as
1: we talk about this, I can probably zip code you a little bit out and go, the 580 is still water, and the 405 is the Oklahoma City area. They, I've not had bad experiences, and I've been down there quite a bit yep. here lately. So it just it shocks me and keeps surprising me where I think you're going to go. I haven't heard your story yet. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: but. laughs> I, I didn't tell you the story before on purpose because – I wanted your honest reaction to this as I was going through it. All right. So, I I posted it on Facebook. Here it is. <laughs> The night started at Buffalo Wild Wings, believe it or not.
1: We tried that two weeks ago, didn't <laughs> yeah. we? We tried so, that two weeks ago. This was
0: the Wednesday after the Salina South pep rally, so we're starting right along the same lines we as our previous. We were the Wednesday prior yep. after, the, after, yeah, the, central pep after pep the central pep rally. Pep yep. Rally.
1: You, did, you did go to the pep rally.
0: I did go to the pep we'll rally. We'll get into it in a minute. So, Tell me what happened. Kay. So we go to Buffalo Wild Wings, Wednesday night, 745-ish. Yeah. Maybe five tables of people in the entire restaurant. My wife and I, just the two of us, stand there at the hostess table. I can't remember if they've changed it, so now it's open seating again in the bar. I believe it was, but I wasn't 100% certain on that. So we're standing at the host stand. We stood there for approximately between 10 and 15 minutes. Multiple Buffalo Wild Wings employees walking in and out of the kitchen, in and out of their little soda stations, looking right at us. Not one person stopped to see what we needed.
1: (laughs) Or said hello.
0: So I looked at Kelly and I said, if we can't even get a seat in 15 minutes, who knows how long we're going to be here for beer and food. Yep. So she wanted a cold beer. So like, let's leave. So we left. And she knew that wherever we went, if it was a problem, I was going to blame her. It was her word. So I got to pick where we were going. I haven't been to Chili's in forever. So we decided to go to Chili's. Walk in, stand there. Lady comes up to help us, seat us. Again, there's maybe seven tables in the entire restaurant to have people at. She comes up and says, just two of you? And I say, yep. And she goes, okay, well, let me clean off a table. It's going to be a couple minutes. So she goes over and wipes off a table. Literally, there's two tables right next to there that also are four-seaters. We could have just sat there, and the waitress would have to walk an extra two steps, but that's fine. We wait for her to clean off the table. We go over. We sit down. While we're sitting there waiting for our waitress to come over, I hear a conversation at, a, at one of the tables that has been seated over off to the side, and the gist of their conversation is their entire meals got comped by the manager. Off to a rip roaring start here. Waitress comes over, takes our drink orders. My wife orders a beer. We she comes back. She takes our our meal orders, and then disappears forever at one point my wife got up and walked over to the bar to see if her beer was sitting there and she would just get it herself right no beer so she probably forgot to ring it in waitress disappears forever comes back and i said hey um she goes oh i need to go get your beer for you and my wife said well it's not at the bar I already went up there to check um and i said well at this point i'm not gonna sit and watch her drink a beer because she's a slow drinker so i'm like just forget the beer Food's going to be coming out in a second. We'll just eat and, and we'll go. Mistake number one. The food wasn't coming out anytime soon. Oh so the gist of that was we ended up waiting over an hour for our food. Keep in mind, There's five, five people, people, in, people in this restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, five tables. Right before our food comes out, the waitress comes over to our table, right up on our table. She's handled all of our drinks. Silverware, napkins, plates, everything that's on our table. Been in our face, ordering and everything. She goes, I'm really sorry about that. I just got sick all over in the back. I just threw up all over the place. And I'm going to have to go clean that up. So somebody else is probably going to bring your food out to you. And I'm going to keep my distance from you. That's when she decided to step back from our table a little bit. It was after she told us she had just thrown up all over the place. I'm like, she uh, didn't have to tell us that.
1: No, no, you don't want, no one wants to hear <laughs> well, that.
0: I, I just threw up, and I have to go clean it up. Well, a few minutes later, our food does end up coming out. Um, I ordered a burger and fries. Apparently, the hour and five minutes that they had to prepare my fries was not enough because my burger came out sans fries, And they told me they were going to make some fresh and it'd be out in a few minutes. My hamburger was cold enough that the cheese on it didn't even melt. (laughs) Kelly's soup was room temperature. And her salad... Remember, you chose this. I did. Her salad was the slimiest looking salad I've ever seen in my life. So the manager came over and I was like, dude... It's just not your night. I was telling him about the food, and I told him about our waitress telling us that she just threw up all over the place back there and she's got to go clean it up. And I heard another table right behind us who had got their food right after, and I heard the lady say, I don't even know what this is. This tastes really fishy. She got the steak fajitas as we were leaving because she heard us get our meals comped. And so she was laughing at us, and we were kind of joking around, and she showed us she had this large mass of something that was burnt crisp on her plate of fajita. So I'm guessing she was
1: showing it off to everybody in the place. So I'm
0: guessing they were about to get their meals comped as well. So I'm I'm sitting there thinking this, Phil, outside of the story and throwing up and all that and being completely grossed out by that, something she didn't even have to tell us. Within an hour and a half that we were there at that restaurant, there were five tables, six tables ish, somewhere around in, in that neighborhood. And I know of three of those five tables that the entire meals got comped. How does a place
1: even stay in business? I I don't get it. And and we were just, I think you even mentioned this, that uh, you can just go a few hours out of this town and the service immediately changes. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel sorry for restaurant owners, the managers, the things like that. Or maybe the managers are unskilled. Who knows? I mean, you do because I remember at one time when when Chris was running Buffalo Wild Wings a few years back, it was wonderful all the time. He had good people in there. It was, you know, service you real quick. Back when we used to go down there and make our bets and stuff, yep. always we never did that. Always a good, uh, you know, always a pretty good experience. Yeah. And since then, I mean, it's just constantly gone down, consistently gone downhill, and uh, and they're not the only ones. It's just no restaurant after restaurant after restaurant i was telling you i looked up their hours and i think that it said that at applebee's that they close at midnight on fridays and saturdays but i've had multiple kids multiple parents say that they went after the ball games and they're already closed so i don't think they have the staff to stay open late they don't have the staff to sit and evidently they don't have the staff back in the kitchen as well even to get your food prepared within an hour's time. Yeah. It's,
0: um, I mean, at some point, if that's going to be the case, I mean, you got to think at some point you're just going to close the doors. I mean, I know. It's is, scary is, it, is it better that you're open, but you comp everybody's meal anyway? I mean, it just doesn't make sense. And, and, to your and point, when are you
1: planning on going back? That's the well, next I'm, question.
0: It ain't going to be anytime soon. I mean, yeah. and, and but you we, would
1: get an exact opposite if you went to Wichita to the uh, Applebee's. Yeah. Yeah. Or Chili's. Yeah. If you went to the
0: Chili's. Buffalo industry. Wild Wings, everywhere else are excellent. Yeah.
1: Well, I go to the one in Shawnee, fairly often Shawnee, Oklahoma. Perfect every time. With more staff than they need, I always yep. feel like, because I'm so used to being understaffed here that I don't know what makes the line of this, but it is but it is a fact, and all you have to do is go other places, and you'll see it glaringly yep. I bad. was
0: just in Oklahoma City. We're even getting into football here in a little bit, but I had the luxury of spending a couple days in Oklahoma City the day after the uh, K-State OU football game. Went to one, two, three, four, five different restaurants while I was there in the two days between lunches, dinners, happy hours, all that, and uh, excellent service everywhere. There was one place I went to over lunch that didn't quite have enough staff and so their bar area, of their restaurant was closed. Their dining room area was still open, full yep. seating. Outside of that one situation, perfect service, great food, timely food, zero problems whatsoever.
1: I'm telling you, we, we went out and ate at, uh, there's one over in Manhattan, a uh, steakhouse, but it's a chain steakhouse. can't remember the name of it. Uh, It's Uh, all about the mall. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Is it Texas Texas Roadhouse? Yeah, yeah. Well, I went to a Texas Roadhouse in Stillwater. I'm telling you, it was night and day of what we experienced here in town. Multiple people came and waited on us. Not just one, but we had several others check in. Different ones brought our food and actually took the order. I mean, it was just constant. And we looked around there, and I think I counted. And it was like, I said, uh. Harper was at that time hoping to get a job, and, sh- and I said, I, these people don't know, need anybody else. There's, like, 20-something people just in here on this shift right yep. now on a Saturday night. And, you know, I guess it's numbers, but in all God's honesty, the population of Stillwater, even with the college students there, is no bigger than Salina yep. without college students. Right. So I, I don't know where the – I don't know where it comes from, but the, the – the youth maybe don't go out and apply here yeah, for I some don't, reason. I don't know. There's, I mean, I just, I don't get it. I can't I wish that I had an answer to it because I'm sure if I had the answer, then a lot of these, even the McDonald's and the Wendy's and Subway's and the Schlossky's, they would probably love to have that. Well, answer I'm running out wine. of places
0: to eat in Salina. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's
1: getting, I, well, I'm eating at home. So
0: you just got back from a trip from New York. Oh, and I had good
1: service yeah, everywhere. I was, I was just going to ask, how was it there? Yeah, well, you know, it, New York's back to being packed, um, the first day that we got there, Saturday, we uh, we actually went down and ate uh, last Saturday. Missed the K State game. Did not see one down. We'll get into that in a minute, but did not watch a down. Lisa pulled up on Score Mobile and tell me where the scores were going, and and I said, just don't run my New York trip. Just shut up. Don't even want to <laughs> talk about it. So, you know, Kansas almost did us to us last year. I yep. was down in yep. Florida and we were, t- and I finally said, just turn it off. I don't even want to walk around on the beaches in Florida. And listen to us getting beat. I certainly didn't want to be running my week in New York, and I was there to see Judge play and do the Tunnel to the I Tower. Saw I saw you got tunnel. the record. Tunnel to Tower, yep. 62 the other night. Um, but I, service was excellent, and I'm telling you, the crowds were – 30,000 of us did the 5K, 30,000 people. It was
0: completely packed. So we tell us about it. that. I mean, because it's actually a really cool thing that you guys well, did. Well, it's
1: actually the uh, same thing. Now, what, what Tony did for, with Martinelli's, he did the tunnels. It's the same group. It's the it's the Steven Siller Fund. That's the guy that ran through the tunnel from over in Brooklyn and ran into the—him and the rest of his guys at his firehouse, uh, ran into the World Trade Center and was killed in the World Trade Center. So the, the family does this big run. Well, now they've got sponsorships.
0: And everywhere. you run the same path that he ran. Run the same,
1: and a lot of firemen come and run in their full right. gear just like right. he does. Um, as you come out of the tunnel— you come out at the World Trade Center, and uh, they have lined a- along the wall, and I should have put pictures of this up for you, and I'll, I'll try to remember on the Kevin and Phillip project, but every person who died has a big poster that's hanging around a new f- a fireman's neck, and you run as you come out, literally blocks. And I tr- tried myself, I tried to look at every face as I was, I, this is a 5K run or walk, and most of mine was walking. <laughs> so, um I just tried to look at them and try to put in perspective of literally this is how many people, just firemen. Right. 343 firemen died. To line up 343 people hanging banners over their neck and you see how young and how, you know, right. that's the killer of it. You go, he was my age when this happened or younger than me when this happened at the same time. Back in 01, I would have only been, what, uh, <sighs> 21 years old, I guess, right? No, no, no 91, <laughs> 31, 31. But, uh, but anyway, I mean, I just look at them and their kids, they're 25 and 26 year olds that didn't deserve to die and, yep. and you know, did it a lot of them just like this Steven Siller did it by just, um, literally ran into the fire, like they say. So, anyway, and I went with my friend from Oklahoma, his name's Will Hunt and his wife Tracy, and they, uh, he's a fireman in Oklahoma City, so it's a pretty Pretty good deal for him. He liked seeing it, and, and he actually got to meet a few firemen and that kind of stuff. But it's uh, it's an emotional day. It, amongst all these emotions, then you also get some politicians that show up and, mm-hmm. you know, how that goes. <laughs> so one of the politicians that they had speak before it was Rudy Giuliani. And I don't know if you know anything about Rudy now. He was a, gr- he, he was a great mayor of New York City yep. when the 9-11 happened. But he's gotten quite a bit older now and he's pretty outspoken. Right. And a little bit. Well, he just went on a rant before the race ever started. They was getting up and just everybody got to get up and say their five cents. He basically told everybody that because of Joe Biden, we're going to have another 9 11. I mean, he just, it wasn't the place for that kind of a discussion. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I halfway believe what he's saying, but I just said this isn't an appropriate time right. to do so, Right. So, anyway. That thing, if you ever get a chance to do a Tunnel to Tower, they do them all over the United States now. And like I said, Martinelli's had hosted one that was just the going up and down the stairs, counting how many stairs that you go up and down right. or whatever. I yeah, think I they did that, that at, yep. at Kansas at West Wesleyan. yep. And so great day. But after that after that was over, there was the biggest festival in Little Italy is, goes on during this time, and it was the last day. Over a million people goes to this festival in 11 days. I would tell you that I think I probably saw a quarter of a million of them on Sunday. Okay. It was the most crowded I've ever seen. A street is more than a county fair because the roads are narrow through Little Italy, the 11 blocks, and they were packed from wall to wall. And and we still sat down and ate and got our meal pretty quickly. Amazingly, I mean, they
0: they were planned ahead and knew it was going to be yeah, busy. They so was so going to they... some business,
1: and then of course get to go to the Yankee game on a Sunday night, and it rained out in the seventh, and Judge didn't homer. So yeah, he came back, didn't get the million dollar so, yep. ball. He did get some. You know, we saw three at bats. A little disappointed, he didn't play in the outfield that night. So he uh, he wasn't. We got right field seats so that we could be right behind him, and it didn't happen. Right behind the short porch, Um but. You know, then the rest of the week we did the tourist trap stuff. I mean, not, you know what, I say tourist trap, but it's one of the reasons I love New York. We did Central Park for a day, did the Metropolitan Museum of Art, and I, I love the Met. Um, that's probably about the fifth time I've been to it, and it's every time I find something new that I didn't see the time before.
0: guess I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and go check out New York City. Never well, been if, you, there, if so. you
1: stay in that, and we stayed over in Hoboken across, which I didn't know at the time, but that's the home of Frank Sinatra. And so the Frank Sinatra, I, th- I put it on our Facebook uh, page, the Kevin and Philip Project Facebook page. I put a picture of the. Uh, he's got a big statue down by the down by the river, and uh, you can see the New York in the background. But um, it was an easy ride over to the city every day. Quite a bit cheaper than staying in the city. The bus went over, or we took the ferry a couple times over to rides and. Uh, so anyway, pretty much a good trip. If you ever want to go to New York and need a tour guide, you can take me with you, and I'll uh, <laughs> I'll guide you around because I've got got to where I know it a little bit. Uh, yeah, sounds over good. It the sounds years, like we'll have to do that. It's there's just you forget how much there is to do. We walked the Brooklyn Bridge. We of course we went to the 9-11 um, area, and the uh, you know where the new fountains are and all that yep. kind of stuff, and and. Uh, Went to the Statue of Liberty. If you ever did the Statue of Liberty at night with music playing, it's one of the more um, patriotic things. You feel patriotic for some reason. I have no idea why. Running the race felt patriotic. I felt like a fairly patriotic person. It helps me to get over my uh, loss to K-State tremendously. Took my mind off of it for a week. You want to go first? But did not have me mentally prepared for what was coming next. (laughs) um i saw it as a k-state thing i'm gonna switch right into football here let's do it that i i saw this as a typical k-state horrible me and kevin talked about how bad they were the week before against tulane i we i read someone on a facebook post say watch typical k-state go to norman next week and beat them and people laughed in all God's honesty, I mean, I know I picked them to win, but the way it looked at three and zero, and K State being two and one, and at that time Martinez playing terrible, who knows they're going to just turn it around in one one week, you know? Um, but that's football for you. Uh, thank God I didn't have to watch it. I uh, I'm glad that I was busy on a boat looking at the Statue of Liberty about the time that Martinez ran the <laughs> seventy yarder to end it. Um, but. Uh, we exposed Oklahoma for what they were. Very, very, very overrated. And I think unjustly so overrated. They rated the front of our shirt and not the but back. But this
0: goes to what we talked about last year in the beginning of the season.
1: Polls until the week four right. or five
0: are a joke.
1: Joke. Joke. You know what? I told you this before. There's only two teams in the history of college football that has finished – more times inside the top ten at the end of the year than outside of the top ten at the end of the year. That's Oklahoma and Alabama. Only two schools that's ever done that or hold that record right now. So Oklahoma can get overhyped by people who Mm -hmm. just see it as, hey, they're a top ten program, when they don't remember that we just lost 40% of our roster gone and five of our best players gone. Do that to anybody. And a new coach. And a new coach and a new defensive scheme yep. and a new everything. And to – even I'm on board after we're 3-0 and going, oh, man, we're going to be good. Well, it's – you quickly can get exposed if you're not very good. And it shows you how bad Nebraska truly is. Yep. Nebraska's really bad.
0: <laughs> hey, they won me some money last week, so I <laughs> took him minus five so, and a half and they covered. So
1: I mean, I'll go a little bit more into it as we keep on talking. I'll let you think you what all your thoughts are on it. But um it was definitely not what we thought two weeks ago when we did our last podcast. And things have changed dramatically in two weeks' time. Yep. I, I am except for with KU. KU's uh, still a winner winner. They are. Chicken we'll dinner. get to
0: that. I uh, am now happy. the the Tulane game happened because I think it really woke us up. And I think that we realized some things that we needed to change on the offensive side of the ball and the OU game and TCU game for that matter, the, or I'm sorry, Texas tech game the the next week for us, that is closer to the K state team. I thought we would see this year, when I predicted an eight and four, possibly nine and three season, that was the team I thought. What's funny, Philip, is after the OU game, as bad as the Tulane game felt, and as good as the OU game felt, at the end of that game, K State was three and one. Yep, which is where I predicted them to be right. at the end of the OU right. game. The difference is, the loss was to Tulane instead yep. of OU, which is actually better for K State because now they have a conference win. And own the tiebreaker against at the time a team that everybody still thought would contend for the conference championship. It still could, but um, I at
1: this point I look at it and go, it's a wide open conference championship. At this point, I mean, there's no clear best team in the nope. Big Twelve, no, nope. by any stretch of the imagination. Nope. It's not Oklahoma, I know that, but I, I yep. mean, I look at the other schools and I'll think there's not a true clear. He's the best, in it. maybe OSU, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean they're awful good, but I don't. I don't think K State. I think K State can play with them. Yeah, I, I mean I Texas think, can probably play with them.
0: Yeah, I, it'll be interesting to to see Texas this weekend against OU. Which I saw an interesting stat on that game. Um, other than the Red River rivalry coming up this weekend, every Big Twelve game this week features at least one ranked team. That's the only game in the Big Twelve that doesn't have a ranked team playing. And, and guess what? It's a funny
1: thing. They were both it's ranked the, at the beginning of the season. We're both ranked at the beginning of the season. But it's the first time since 1998 that either team hasn't been ranked. Mm-hmm. And it's only happened like three times in the history of our programs. That was 97, 98, and 68 is the only three times in the history. So this is the fourth. The fourth, fourth time yeah. that either one or the other hasn't been ranked. So it's a very odd year for Oklahoma. No luster to this game at all. Um, the OU-Texas right. game I'm talking about, whenever you generally would be just chomping at the bits to get to Dallas, we don't even know who's going to be our quarterback, and whoever it is has never started a Division One football game in their life. General. General's coming right. out, party wouldn't, wouldn't bother me. But, <laughs> I, it, I mean, the other kid just showed like he was scared to death when he came in after we our kid got injured. What, Like I said, I did not watch a down of last week's game either because I was at a wedding. But uh, – Congratulations, Kyle Payne, for getting married. But um, but anyway, I, I was at a wedding, and so um, um, didn't see any of it. But what I read afterwards was the quarterback that came in, which I don't even know because he would have been our seventh string quarterback if every other quarterback hadn't left. Um, I think
0: it was – wasn't it Booty that came in? No. It wasn't? He may okay. have came and
1: made the last play of the game. Oh, okay. But the, one, the kid that came in's name is um, – um, boy this is really get, got me going good don't it really paying good attention to my football team well, this year uh,
0: so there's a uh, there's a twitter um a twi- oh
1: davis be- davis bevel oh and then general booty's next and then we have a four star freshman nick, nick ever's that they say says taking a lot of snaps in practice this week but will want name who's going to be the starting quarterback but what difference does it make i know who the starting car- starting quarterback was last year and texas cost him the rest of his career now yeah. he's in south carolina yep. so so it's not uh well, i thought
0: one thing i saw this week was pretty funny so there's a a twitter account called big game boomer and one of the things he does besides talk trash on all the other big 12 schools is he always does rank a couple rankings every week and they're completely random sometimes they're like the best restaurants in big 12 towns you never know what he's coming up with yeah and uh, his research is is usually pretty poor but uh he was a little bitter after the K-State game. So he, uh, he came out. Um, the next week he did a ranking of best game day atmosphere in each state of, yeah. of the United States. And he had a Jayhawk right in the middle of Kansas. Like, I don't know if you've ever been tailgating atmosphere at a, at a KU football game, which definitely is different this weekend than it historically is. But I would say that's not an accurate statement.
1: No, no, maybe for one weekend.
0: Right, one weekend. Right, in the last since ninety eight. Right, since uh, yeah. yeah, maybe two thousand eight. That was the year that what's his yeah, name, yeah. Reeseing was there. But yeah. so yeah, and then he ranked the uh, loudest and quietest quietest stadiums. Top twenty five loudest and twenty five quietest. Um, and he had Ku ranked ten and K State ranked fourteenth on the loudest. <laughs> yeah. He's not he, been to a KU game He was a little bitter last I've week. I've went to so. several
1: KU games over the years, and uh, I think with the crowd that they brought last week, they should have had uh, the engineering department over st- st- studying <laughs> the structure yeah, because um, it hasn't had a crowd or weight like that nope. in years. And it's and going to get even bigger years. this week with yeah. game day there. So Yeah, it'll be quite a show. I, I'm glad they got g- game day. That's good for them, I guess. I'm not going to go to it. No, um, I'm, gonna, I'm going back pass. down to. I, one of the great things about losing to K State um, is not being around anybody the next week. It was so pleasant just to be. <laughs> I, I never saw anybody until I was already beat by TCU, and then I went, "Well, this isn't such a bad deal. Maybe we just don't like purple." It's. Uh, I had read a thing where they said that Texas was wearing their purple commemorative uniforms this weekend at the OU Texas <laughs> game. <laughs> since we can't beat um, anybody that wears purple. Uh,
0: I, I had the, the great pleasure of, of and I, this trip had already been scheduled. I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even think about it when I scheduled the trip down to Oklahoma City for work. So after the game, after the game on Saturday, I spent Monday and Tuesday down in Oklahoma City all for those two days. Um, it was great. Um, wore some purple and I wasn't dressed up for work. Um, had a lot of comments, both good and bad. I did have a couple people flip. I, I had to drive my truck. Yeah. So I had my K state license plate on the back. flipped off. Huh. I did have a couple people flip me off driving down the highway, driving down 74, <laughs> um, heading into town there Tuesday morning to, for some meetings. Um, it it was it was glorious. The one thing I will say that really frustrated me, um, and I get you're in Oklahoma, so they're obviously going to to pander towards their listening audience, which is Oklahoma fans. Yeah. But they literally gave K State on on the franchise and on the animal and all that. They literally gave K State zero credit.
1: No, you're you're right though. They're not a national show. Right. Their listeners so, right. are OU fans. So I can understand and, how I mean, OU almost, fans
0: get so yeah. fired up when yeah. if you're listening to that stuff nonstop. They literally they had nothing to do with how K State played. It had everything to do with with how OU played. Now that you look at it, and and after the TC, I mean, what I see, they gave up four hundred seventy nine
1: yards of offense in the yep. first half against TCU. Yeah. The, you know, when the the quarterback but. run and the, the the how pitiful. Now I try to tr- try to put this down as not an excuse, but it, but it is an excuse in a way. You've brought in Brent Venables to coach Lincoln Riley's kids. Who? Here, here's a quote from a linebacker after the game. They ask the, they asked, the oh Danny Stutzman, our linebacker after the game. and He says, "What, what do you think's happening here?" And he says, "Quoting him, we just need to get guys to buy in. Every single guy, I mean, needs to trust it. We need guys to totally buy in. So, what's that tell you? Are there people that aren't buying that's in? That's what I would. This get is out your of starting it. linebacker that's going." There's guys on this team that do not buy into this Brent Venables stuff, and I'll guarantee you it's a different animal to be a Brent Venables coached guy than a Lincoln Riley oh, coached guy. Absolutely. He's not I – and mean, he'll chew your – you know how he is. Yep. I mean, everybody knows what Brent Venables does. He'll rip you a new one, and you got soft kids that he's got there. Some of them might have already said, I'm done. Right. I mean, I mean you may I, have an issue this year that I, you've got guys that just say, this ain't my coach.
0: I, I would be willing to bet you – with another loss, um, I mean, obviously it's a it's a big game uh, coming up this weekend. Just because it is still though, you Texas game. Um, yeah, I think you're gonna. If that's the case, I think you'll probably see some guys start to enter the transfer portal and yep. start to uh, drop off pretty quick. Would not
1: shock me at all. I I I just don't think. I mean, one of the big the words that they kept saying in it was we just don't have the right guys for our scheme. We don't have the right. You know, we don't have the things to plug in for the schemes that we want to run well he he he, he can't have i mean he's only been yeah. there for 10 months right i mean just yep. uh, well the, the positive I still trust rent venables the positive 100%. thing
0: is a few years ago this would have been a a few years of challenge potentially yep. and now as we've seen with ku at right. the transfer portal yep. it can change over and usc so look at what usc's so, done with I the mean, transfer
1: portal I was going to tell you another funny story in New York. I was uh, I was uh, two different times. I, uh, the rain out, we had music playing in the stadium. Sorry that I'm switching back to baseball. But during the rain out, they didn't call the game immediately, of course, and they kept the beer sales going. So they started playing all kinds of music in, the, in there. Of course, Garth Brooks is one of them that they play, and they play Billy Joel and some rock. But everybody sang along, and everybody sang with uh, – Everybody sang along with uh, Garth Brooks. And so a guy sitting next to me is from New York. And I go, you country fan? And he goes, no, I only know two country music singers. And I said, is that right? And he goes, yeah, just Garth Brooks and Billy Joel. <laughs> 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 and I said, I, you know, then you know one, my man. And, and so later on that night... Not that night, about three nights later, I went to the pub down on, this on Wednesday night, down on, in the Times Square area called Connolly's. It's a four-story pub, great f- Irish food, and uh, we go in, and this guy tells us, he said, oh, I had to get out of Ireland uh, for the week. Just uh, Garth was there? He said, Garth Brooks over there, and it's a madhouse. Yep. And he said, one in six, one in three people in my county bought tickets. Yep. So I was thinking, that guy's kind of full of crap. And I nope. looked it up. This Dublin, the county where Dublin's at, where he's doing the show, has a 1,347,000 people. Garth Brooks sold 400,000 tickets in well, Dublin. Mean, we have a 000. friend that flew over there and went unbelievable. to the concert. And the guy said so. he's the great – and he tells us, he goes, he's really the only country guy I know, but he goes, it was such a madhouse, um, I just had to get out of there. But I thought, is Garth – Garth's 60 years old now. He's still beloved by – it's it's just unbelievable yep. what, what kind of uh, things he can put on. And Evidently, I read a little bit about it, and evidently it was five of the most awesome shows that you could ever go to in your life. He spent tons of money on his yep. He said
0: he's coming back pretty soon. So,
1: so anyway, that's just kind of a throw-in in there to get me to quit <laughs> thinking about football for oh, a Oh, no, second. you can't stop. I okay, got, here I... I've got two – I'll tell you two two things that's going to happen next week or next, by the time we have our next podcast. It's been seven years since Oklahoma's lost more than two games in a year. Okay. We've lost two, and it's not even October yet. Yep. I mean, we haven't even had an October football game. I think Brent Venables ends that streak. That's, that streak goes back to Bob Stoops' uh, time whenever we lost. Uh, I could, I truly think we'll lose this week. I don't think there's any way that you come back and play, the, especially if there. Their quarterback's back, or they supposedly he's back. Yours, that's yep. the kid from Ohio State. If he's back, and the way Martinez and Dugan ran against us, Dugan wasn't even going to be the starter. Yep. So their second string at TCU just ran what for 270 yards himself
0: running, and uh,
1: so if yours is back, I think he will abuse our linebackers. I mean, I just I, I just hope that the kids like the kid from Hayes. Goes ahead in red shirts. But,
0: but he didn't even play.
1: No, no. They, all they had him in on was he was, I thought our best player, like I said in our last podcast, yeah. was the best. And I think that because now I don't know this personally We haven't looked at their at their red shirts yet, but everybody was saying that most likely he's red shirting He's got, I mean, he's got. Well, he, he can't have only
0: two or three. More. I mean, I only know of one game he played in. I think maybe the K State game he came in for a play or two. I think yep. somebody told me that so there's two so you Do you know what the rule
1: is on the red shirt? Four. You can play. You can four play games. four
0: games, still a red shirt. Yep. So.
1: so don't waste him. No. I don't no, think I, you waste I him. I think he's too good. Uh, if, he's at unbelievable. This point the and season. They, they were even in the write up I read in the Daily Oklahoma and it said something about him just saying, But he's a true freshman. Yep. But mean, this
0: game this weekend still means something to these players. I, I mean Oh yeah, it you're, means something to you're, the you're fans gonna, too. You're gonna get you're gonna get probably the best OU you're going to see the rest of the season probably so. this Saturday. Yeah, you know, speaking of you know K-State's game Saturday, we got we got Farmageddon Saturday. Yeah. Um I think this is going to be the toughest defense at K-State probably plays this season. Iowa State's been playing pretty well on defense. Um I I think this is their Super Bowl at this point because yep. we're the closest thing to a rival this whole Farmageddon thing that they really have in the Big 12. It's at Ames. I'd be way more comfortable if this game was in Manhattan. Um, It's a huge game for them in their season after just losing to KU. I mean, you can still turn it around. You lose this game, and especially if you get blown out this game, then it's going to tailspin pretty quick. Um, They've only given up 85 yards rushing per game this season. Goodness. K-State's averaging 267 yards rushing per game. That was interesting. I saw a stat that – Deuce is number 1 in the conference with 638 yards and Martinez is third in the conference with 469 yards. <laughs> and he yards. had most of those against Oklahoma. Bijan Robinson is 515 right there in the middle and then yeah. OU Gray for OU is four. So And he's out hurt. So yeah, so K-State's got one. So that I think that's going to I think you're going to know pretty quick um cuz obviously we as we know like the the Texas Tech game is driving me crazy. First quarter, K-State gets the ball, two plays touchdown martinez runs 80 yards between the two or 75 yards in the two plays touchdown we run the ball again we i think we got a turnover maybe they went three and out we get the ball again quarterback run ended up only at three points but um he was running like crazy so we we scored 13 in the first quarter using a qb run game probably should have been 17 or 21 but we scored 13. second quarter third quarter no quarterback run game whatsoever let T- Texas Tech – I'm trying to remember. I don't remember if they got back to tied, but they, were got, they got close. Yeah. Fourth quarter, when K-State scores 17 points in that quarter, what did we do? Ran a quarterback. Yep. And I, I don't want Adrian Martinez running 40 runs a game, but we, we can't completely abandon it either and just go completely away from it. So I think that's where you're going to find out for real Saturday is – is Iowa State's defense that good, and they're going right. to bottle up Deuce and and Adrian Martinez, or are they not that good because of the teams they've played? and And K State's going to run all over them. I think that's going to be the difference in the game.
1: Do you remember the old um, Reese, the old running back at Iowa State? Yeah, he's tearing it up in the NFL. Yep, playing with the Jets, and the Jets already have two wins, which is very unlikely for a Jets team that normally don't win two a year. So good for him. He was a heck of a football player.
0: So let's talk to KU for a few seconds.
1: You know, I you like think? I said, I have missed two games. I have not watched – have you watched them a lot?
0: Um, I've watched – I watched almost all of the game against West Virginia. And then I've watched parts of the Iowa State game and, and – uh, who was it played
1: before? Oh, Duke. I watch a lot of the Duke games. Well, those so. of you that are listening are going to think I'm just not a football fan. But I haven't seen them play. I mean, it's, it's not it, – it's literally from the fact of the first few weeks, Oklahoma was playing someone else, and so I just didn't watch them. Mm-hmm. And then this past two weekends, I didn't watch any football. Okay. I, I, I am a, uh, I'm I a typical Oklahoma fan. Quit fast. Well, it, <laughs> Pissed it, off. It, it's funny. Pissed off fast. I, but, so, but I haven't seen them play. But reading what everything I've read, looks like they're pretty solid.
0: Yep. And then we're going to find out. I mean, I think this game yep. Saturday, we're, we're going to know where they're at. Yeah. I mean, I – if they play this game tough or pull it out, they're for real. If they don't, then we're – you know, it's the jury's going to be out and we'll see over the next few games. I mean, because don't they have, then they have OU the next week, don't they? There's a, yeah. yeah. There's a
1: funny thing that um, their own kids have never played in front of this kind of a crowd. I mean, this is new stuff for all those kids that are over there. Uh, so, it'll be the first time that somebody comes into their place to a raunchy crowd – just ain't going to happen. It so, never happens before.
0: Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think how I want to approach this subject. All right. So, I I, I don't know. Did I, I did not text you at, or talk to you at all after the K-State OU nope. game. No. Nope. And, and our other friend, Tanner, that we go back and forth quite a bit. Yeah. I didn't text. I am not... If you're going to come at me, I'll come back. But yeah. I'm not the guy that's typically going to start something.
1: Like, like Richie Waltman would. Richie wrote me immediately. <laughs>
0: yeah, And Texas wasn't even playing that game. Uh, no. So,
1: he wrote me immediately and told me how a bunch of Oklahoma sucks.
0: So, so. I got a text after the KU-Iowa State game from a KU fan. I I don't give a crap about that game, <laughs> but I got a text so oh, I went back boy. to him, and I said, KU ought to find an NIL deal for that Iowa State kicker. Because the kicker missed – I don't know how many he missed. He missed the, the the field goal at the end of the game. I know he missed two field <laughs> goals and an extra point. Somebody told me he missed three field goals. I don't know if they were counting that extra point in there, or he missed three field goals and an extra point. I don't know. But he, he missed a lot of kicks, He left seven points least. on the board yes. minimum. Um, so – I just said, hey, you ought to get in, that guy an NIL deal because uh, he he was your best player today. And then I start, oh, you're such a K State fan, and I'm like, you're the one that texted me <laughs> first. I didn't have anything to do with this. Uh. But then I go on Twitter and I saw this uh, this guy. I'm not. I won't. It's it's a what's it Jayhawk Takeover, I think. But uh, so here's his review of the K State OU game. He said. K State beat O U with a basic quarterback sneak. Not even RPO. <laughs> Did we sneak? Did we beat him with a QB sneak? Yeah, no, I didn't I can't think so. That. But this guy also said that Les Miles would own Chris Kleiman when they both got hired at the same time. Oh so it kind of gives you an idea of of where he's at. But uh, no, I, I think it's you know, game day being there, I think it's great for them. Have fun. I'm not gonna watch it. I I could I'm not gonna sit and watch him glowed about ke for an hour and a half which i anybody that knows me wouldn't expect me to watch that so right. no surprise there but uh like i said i i think they could potentially be 10 and 2 this season i think they could just as easily be 5 and 7 and we're gonna find out i think saturday if they're uh, for real or not so we'll uh we'll see about that what's your thoughts
1: i won't watch it I'm going to the 75th birthday. Now, this this three weekends in a row that I've got something else to do besides sit and watch football all day. Although I will watch the OU Texas game, but we're doing Paul um, Paul's 75th uh, birthday at the lake, and we have a big crowd coming. So you know what that probably ends up meaning? We're going to watch football if we lose. Yeah, he's not going to let you not watch. Uh, that OU yeah, oh year. yeah, we'll be watching. I wouldn't not. I wouldn't miss it. You know, I don't think I've missed one in 20 something years. But Saturday, there's also a Cardinals game, you know, then the pl- the playoffs start on yep. Saturday. And so there'll be a lot of baseball that if we do happen to lose, which I'm just going to – I'm not going to be naive. I don't think that we can beat Texas unless it's one of those, you know, tight ball games that's – I mean, a tight ball game that's, uh, a, you know, happens in the Red River rivalry sometimes. Yep. You just never know which way it's going to go. Yep. Um so luck would have to be what beats wins for us, I think. So I don't think it's going to be a fun day in that sense. But let's just hope that the uh, Phillies and the Cardinals are are uh, <laughs> a little funner to watch.
0: Well, uh, help me understand this. G- give me a reason for this. So TCU stormed a field after they beat OU on uh-huh. Saturday. And Monday, the Big 12 comes out and publicly reprimands TCU and finds them fifty thousand dollars for rushing the field.
1: Why? KU their field.
0: has rushed the field not once, but twice this year against Duke, and then they did it again against Iowa State. Not, not a fine,
1: peep. Remember OU Texas last year? Oklahoma rushed the field, and I, I don't get it. I don't it's know like why they care. Random. I don't,
0: like, I don't understand how. And I okay. Well, the where's KU, the fifty
1: thousand dollars go?
0: Yeah, they probably, it goes back to the Big 12 and they split it up and give it to all the other schools. (laughs) So, all right, last question. KU game day Saturday. They always have a guest picker.
1: Who Um, do we think it'll be? Who do you think it'll be? Bill Self.
0: You think? Yeah. So, I I have my money on uh, uh, Rob Riggle, so. You think so? Yeah. He'll be a lot more exciting and, yeah. and fun than Bill Self. Would I bet be. Bill makes his way. So in an maybe appearance. Jason Sudeikis, but yeah. I think I'm going to lean towards Rob Riggle on yeah, that. I think, so
1: I bet they, I bet they all make an appearance. Oh, First yeah. time and no, only time that they'll probably ever be there. All those yeah. guys will. No, make they'll. An appearance.
0: I'm sure. Even though it's football, they'll do some video on the rules yeah. of basketball, and Bill Self will be on there. So, <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about that. But oh my so. goodness! All right. What else you want to talk about? Any anything else? We got about fifteen minutes left.
1: Boy, this is this one kind of wound down faster than I was expecting it to. I was, uh, um, you know, this buy-in thing that I was talking about a minute ago with the Sooners. Just kind of stay with football for a second. But what would be a normal day? You would think that guys went to the injury tent. You know, the tent on the sideline mm-hmm. now. Now, uh, a normal day at a K-State football game. How many guys? literally end up in the tent
0: a few i mean i, I don't know if i was guessing Couple. four
1: yeah three or four I, I, and i do you to feel like if you're not buying in and you're not playing the way you're supposed to play then then maybe you'd spend. You, during the tcu game now this is not Oklahoma's usually the one hitting you in the mouth not you getting we had 11 kids go to the tent during the game Including our, co- our quarterback didn't even make it to the tent. He just—I <laughs> think they hauled him off so on what, a stretcher. So what
0: happened to him? I saw he was injured, but I—you I know, like
1: I said, I didn't watch a minute of the game, but just the replays and stuff. He just literally was speared and uh, right in the head, and and uh, on Twitter, people were. At least it was as the thing as the wedding was going on, she was kind of telling me what was going on but somebody on twitter literally said i think the oklahoma quarterback is dead he was completely unconscious for I, like I, a yeah, minute or two yeah
0: i heard that yeah Com- and i heard it was somebody said they thought it was tarry like it was a dirty hit and, oh yeah and they and all said all that, so. even
1: the daily oklahoma this week was saying it was a deliberate you know yeah right to the head uh, Um, but i mean he was out cold i mean like he's knocked out like you're in a prize fight or something like that and so uh it was a spooky moment i guess for a few people but but for me to have eleven others go to the injury tent on a on a game day is excessive, yeah, that's and a lot. you're not something's not right. Something is not right there, and it's, it's I think it's telling. That's that's a half of your football team went to the tent. Yeah, that's <laughs> not a good sign. No, no. not for sure. Um, so now the next thing I do, guess we could go back and forth here. Uh, have you seen the week Pujols has had? Yes. Isn't that amazing? He hits one another night for seven oh two into Big Mac land, which is where he hit him when he was 25. Correct. Now, do you remember the story whenever Pujols didn't get drafted by the rules or whatever out of high school? He grew up in the Kansas City area. But most schools at that time protested and would not pitch to him. Uh, So his senior year he walked like 33 times sort of in a protest because they said he was too old to be playing against – high school hmm. kids. And so so um, so just as a – no way to prove that he wasn't 18, but they all bl- believe that he was 20, 22, 23 years old when he was saying he was in high school. Which, if that's true, then we've got Albert Pujols at 46 yeah. hitting him into the dribble deck. Yeah. Uh, so even more amazing, yeah. Albert. But um, I, it, I only heard that story recently that, that – they had done that to him in high school, but uh, I'm telling you, he's he's had one of those miracle turnaround seasons for an old guy. When you think he's the oldest guy left in Major League Baseball, sure feels like uh, that makes us a little older. Yeah, but uh, I'm old to still hit hit the way I think he's now 24, 25 homers, and now to 703 and second ti- second all time in the history of baseball and RBIs, all clean, which is wonderful. Which that's why I'm going to say one more thing about Judge. I like the 62 better than I like the Barry Bonds 73. I know Barry Bonds hit 73. I also know Barry Bonds' head didn't grow up five hat <laughs> sizes after the time he turned 35 years old. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And you know what Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were doing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's evident. Everybody knows what they were doing. Judge is the true, in my mind, the true home run champ.
0: So let me ask you this. Being a Yankees fan, would you retract that statement if you find out, let's say three or four years later, that he was taking a substance that was okay to take today, but that Major League Baseball ends up banning five years from now? Mm. Because...
1: But I don't know that baseball ever said steroids is okay. No,
0: no, 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 they did not. But there has been other things that have come across in baseball Mm. that well like initially not steroids but human growth hormones yeah when McGuire started taking those those yep. were legal in baseball and then they outlawed them down the road he did other things as well but human growth hormones were legal when some of those players started taking
1: them right I I don't know I if I if you saw something that was Definitely cheating, then I would right. see it as different. It's
0: not, I, I don't mean, it's not the, cheating. No, I it's not illegal the, right the, now, right?
1: With the testing today, though, that they do on everything, I don't think there's a true enhancement like steroids was. Right. Um, I don't think, I, and Barry Bonds is probably one of the top five best baseball players that ever played the game, but he's also one of the biggest egotistical guys that ever played the game. And for someone else to have the home run record besides him, I know he juiced for five years to get the home run right. record. Now to say that doesn't make him—I mean—he's still awesome. I'm not going to take that away from him. He's still probably one of the top two or three, four or five guys I've I've seen personally with my eyes. Yeah, nobody's as good as King Griffey Jr. in my eyes, but mm, that he's, swing—he's pretty <laughs> and, good. And, and I'm—you know—and I I don't have
0: a dog in this fight, but I—and I, I'm torn on the Barry Bonds and McGuire thing. And here's why I'm torn: There's no doubt that their bodies bulked up from taking things that were illegal no question about that moving forward with that said you can take mm-hmm. all the steroids you want yep and you can build all the muscle you can it's still pretty freaking hard to hit a 95 mile an hour fastball or that's the balls i, I probably those guys that. throw. so that's, that's it still takes a hell of an athlete yep. to do that but that's, that's
1: what bonds is, is just unbelievable because remember that that time they wouldn't even pitch to him
0: correct yeah. You give him one strike yeah.
1: close, and it's gone. Yeah. So he, he was, the he only was time, un- if, if there was runners
0: on base, you weren't pitching to him. No. And if you if your first pitch or two were ball, you just walk him and say, we're going to the next batter.
1: I t- maybe if I end up retracting that in a few years and go, okay, maybe he's not the home run leader. He is the American League home run leader now, yeah, so that's good. He is. The, the, the Yankees are one, two, three in that. Um, I saw something this week on uh, – I just found it randomly going through watching YouTube TV. But uh, did you happen to see the thing where the girl got went on Tinder and uh, invited, pretended like she wanted to go on dates with dozens and dozens of guys, let them all into um, a square in New York City, and had waiting when they all got there. They didn't know that they were all there for the same girl. She wanted them to compete for her. I did not know. It's the most weirdest this. story, so you guys need to just look so, it up. Uh, just put were, girl, you one, were you one of the guys no, that were in New York City no. that got invited to this? <laughs> no, I, I, it's, it's, I, I thought, this is the dating world that we live in now. I had not And heard so that. all these guys are just mad as hell and saying she's the most egotistical, lying, self-absorbed. She's a self-declared, self-appointed or anointed uh, actress, singer, all these things she's never been in anything, but that's what so her she's a waitress profile is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it is a go out there on uh, on YouTube and uh, just put in Tinder dating scam in New York City or something oh, like that. I'll it is that. Yeah, quite a funny that. show. And I, she literally had dozens and dozens of guys, and then when they got there, she started rating them and saying, If you got a beer belly, step to getting this line, if you've got a beard oh longer than this, get in this line. And at first, they some of them said they thought it was a joke, and that the joke was just being done to everybody else. Then they yeah. then they started realizing, oh, she's crazy, <laughs> she's yeah.
0: crazy. <laughs> yeah. So
1: there's you can find some interesting things if you go there and watch YouTube yep. a little bit.
0: And I, I will apologize. Two weeks ago, I, I talked up the city commission meeting. I put the link to the uh, the actual conversation uh, that that I I spoke about two weeks ago. Unfortunately the one this past Monday was not near as much it was not no as drama. near entertaining and not near as much fun. So I'll uh I'll keep watching those and I'll I'll post them on there if something fun comes up. But, but you've uh,
1: been coaching and so some some softball the last couple of we weeks. Said yeah. you won a couple of tournaments. We
0: did, yeah. So so our our softball team, my daughter's softball team that I coach on, um they decided. Most of the girls decided they did not want to play fall softball. There was a few that did, so they partnered or they teamed up with with another team here locally that was kind of in the same boat and just put a team together. Uh, no practices, just two Sunday one day tournaments. Um, came together and ended up taking first place in both both of them. And do you so, playing
1: people from Wichita? Um, uh, Wichita,
0: um, Chapman. Um, there was another team from Salina at the second one, a couple of them from the Manhattan area, Wamigo, Manhattan, up Riley County, up in that area. And you play so,
1: where at? Where are you playing? Well,
0: <laughs> the first week we played at Bill Burke, last weekend, last Sunday, we played up at East Crawford. Um, I'll, I'll okay, be yeah. I was a little disappointed. Um, Salina Parks and Rec, man, I, I get that there's they're doing some they're getting ready to do some turf stuff. This this last tournament was actually I don't remember how they phrased it was basically the last tournament softball tournament in Salina before the turfs installed, which I thought was really funny because the bid is actually still out, so they haven't even awarded the bid yet or haven't even reviewed. Which fields
1: do you think they're gonna do?
0: Um, well, we'll wait and see. They haven't answered that. So I my understanding with the with the bid is so it's supposed to be Bill Burke. And then they said two fields up on, uh, Wow, well, it, I'm going to call it East Crawford. Yeah, Berkeley Family Recreation, yeah. Co- whatever they call it now. I don't know what two fields. I don't know if they're two of the softball fields um, that they can use for baseball or they're talking about the, the two big baseball fields other than uh, Dean Evans up there. I don't know. But I, I, think, I think if I remember correctly, it and, and may not have came out this way, but what I heard was they were looking to turf all of the fields at Bill Burke and they also wanted a bid to just turf all of the infields at Bill Burke. So, I'm mm. saying that to say they haven't even – I mean, the bid's still open. I would like, rather they
1: did the whole thing on so, two or three than just infield on – No,
0: I, I just infield would be fine. They It drains pretty good. And the, when you get rain delays, most of – 99% of the time, it's because the infield's too muddy. Yeah. It's not because of the outfield. So, all infield's better than nothing. Yes, I would prefer – that they do all of them. But you can't really have a tournament where you can only play on three fields and you can't play on all eight of them. So that gets kind of messy. Um, So it it either needs to be all infields or all of all of them. Like, you can't just do part of it. But um, so we were were playing up at East Crawford last Sunday. Scoreboards didn't work. Like, literally plug it in and no lights come on.
1: Um, (laughs) Many nights I've seen the – I live up by there, you know, and so – Many nights I see the lights left on. Someone forgets to well, turn them off, so they might have just been burnt out.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, so the uh, the field that we played our semifinal game on, that was the field that was supposed to have the championship game. That semifinal game was when it started to get dark. They turned the lights on. It was really weird because – something didn't seem right but i was busy coach i wasn't really paying attention and one of the umpires made a comment there was one of the lights that basically shined right down on home plate yeah. was burned out so you couldn't even see i'm like yeah now that you mentioned i can't see that ball once it gets about halfway <laughs> so we asked the tournament directors or through an umpire if we could change to the other field we were playing on because those their lights worked yeah and their answer initially was no I'm like this is dangerous. Like you can't see home plate. The umpire can't see the ball to call balls and strikes. Like this is ridiculous. They did finally allow us to play on the other field (laughs) that was right next to it. It wasn't like a big deal, but, um, I mean, the fields were in terrible shape. The entire tournaments, nobody ever came out to do anything about the fields, re-chalk him at all i mean the the umpires are drawing with their feet drawing batters yeah. boxes because there's no chalk left on the fields is that something um, that
1: they could just leave a leave something out and let you as a coach go out there and just drag after the game or something I mean, or somebody who's in i've
0: never seen that no before I but I, I i mean
1: in I, little I, leagues i've seen it um you know now i'm from country so that's what country people did was we just went – like some dad would just go drag the field between games yep. or something. But um, I don't see why that would be an issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's not getting yeah. done, I'd rather do it than yep. have somebody get hurt or something.
0: No, it's – uh yeah, and I don't know, to be honest with you, um, I, I don't know the dynamics. Like we go to other places when we play. Not everywhere. There are a couple places like Salina. But most of the places we go to that are not turf, they'll go out in between every game. Yeah, and, and rechalk the lines, fill the hole in it, in the pitcher's mound, try to get some dirt back in the batter. I is mean, this people a league You had to pay any money in
1: at all, or is there
0: entry fees? Oh, there's entry fees. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, I, so, I would think
1: if you're paying entry fees and that kind of thing, that just should yep. be automatic. Yep. That you and I don't know if it's a done.
0: parks and rec thing and they're not doing it, or the softball direct the people running the tournament have to pay them. I don't know how that all works. Yeah, right. But you just we wish do it go would get to done. a lot of places where they do it, and, and that is not Salina, unfortunately. Yep. So, Well, that's all I got. Anything else from you?
1: Have we talked since uh, Jimmy's house got blown down? I don't think so. There was that, that No, that was the night of the K-State football game.
0: No, it was the week before because Jimmy was at the K-State. That was the Tulane game. It was that night
1: because okay. he was in Manhattan okay. that day. So we have talked since then. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know where he's gone to with that, but it's uh, – that was a freak storm. We actually drove yeah. home from Kansas City in that uh, that day, and um, and I guess a lot of you K State fans were driving home into that too. And yeah. That was a uh, pretty freak storm for the end of uh, September. Yeah,
0: no, we uh, we we came out pretty much unscathed. We lost some plants. We had some plants blow over and stuff, but
1: uh, it. May, he looked like he had a mini tornado or something yeah. hit his place yeah, and, it, and Todd's house out there too. Got yep. hit pretty good. Yeah. Um, Yep, we yeah. didn't have any damage. Yeah, I lost a cat. That's not good. We,
0: we had some people around the na- our neighborhood <laughs> lose some tree or some tree branches and a couple fences, but uh, that's about it. So, well, we'll try
1: to come up with something more exciting next podcast.
0: <laughs> well, I will say this i i have had uh, I've had the pleasure um, over the past few weeks of of running into some people who I haven't seen in some time, and like literally all of them have come up to me and said. Hey man, I really appreciate the podcast. Really enjoy listening to you guys. I had one person at a birthday party come up to me. I won't mention their names, but had one person come up to me and they were doing some work on their house and and so uh, she was she had her her uh, AirPods in and was listening to us and laughing. Her husband's like, "What in the hell are you doing over there?" And she said, "Oh, just listening to Kevin uh. and Phillips." So uh, she came up to me personally and and thanked me and and. Uh, was telling me the story and say keep it up
1: and so well it's um, going to be i feel like a long year for me so i'm going to come up with a lot of other topics yeah. might take a couple more trips yeah. uh so we can do i think in the beginning of the podcast it says we don't know anything about girls i'm even learning more i think kevin's daughter just went yeah. to homecoming <laughs> my daughters went to homecoming the week before and i'm telling you they don't mind wearing short dresses and I don't know as dads why we don't say, no, you're not doing that. It's the same old thing when they say, well, everybody else does. I would rather them wear the nice long gown. Even when our gentry was on the homecoming court, I wanted the long gown. You can't argue with them. Nobody else does it. It's the same old thing my mom probably would have said. If they all go jump out of a tree head first, are you going to jump out too? No, we ought but to. That's-
0: we had to do a podcast, and, and I'll have Morgan come on, and you can have Annie or Gentry, one of them, come on and – we could talk about some of this stuff. Yeah. I, I'd like to talk to them about some, some things, drama, some old things that we used to have back in our day that I know they have no idea what they are, and see what what they come up with, what they think that means. So. Well,
1: you went to the South. Uh, oh yeah, parade we was it pretty that. good? Better pep yeah. rally or than than the one the, you uh, witnessed the week before? Yes.
0: So the uh, the parade was the same. Yeah, um, same route. We had to start from the bank across the street instead of the temple. Because the Budweiser Clydesdales are starting at the Temple going the oh other my. way on Santa Fe. Um, but outside of that, the parade route was the same. We did have a minor fire um, <laughs> on the corner there of the Science Surgical uh, Center and Bank of Tuscott, uh, Prescott, and yeah. in Santa Fe. So our baton twirlers had, that way, had their fire on yes, the baton, and they all piled them. There must have been a mom or somebody there to grab, them. they all piled them on that corner right there. And that grass and caught, caught the on grass fire. fire. Um, I had, uh, we had somebody with the fire department in our party, so he was definitely watching it. Um, it, it, it was taken care of not as quick as I would have liked, but it, it got extinguished. But the pep rally itself was significantly more peppy. The band did play.
1: The band played. The that's football unusual. captain
0: came out. Captains came out and talked to the fans.
1: Thank so goodness. they did mention that there they was, did a, mention football there was game. a football game. That's, um, that's the most so, strange thing for me at, at the central is uh, the football team was not involved in it at all.
0: Yep. Now, Coach Smith was on the mic and he did a great job. Well, good. Started with getting the the crowd cheering and pumped up and. Uh, they had a little competition between all four classes, and then the alumni and parents to see who was the loudest. And so, yes, significantly better pep rally than uh, than unfortunately what I witnessed at this line of Central <laughs> pep rally.
1: So, well, did the, did the Clydesdales bring a crowd? Did you notice?
0: Um, I I was not. I didn't go where they started, but yeah. based on all the pictures that I saw and people talking about on Facebook. And, and they did mention it at the city commission meeting, yes, it was a very large. Good turnout. Everybody said significantly more people down there than they thought there would be. So Well,
1: that's good. Yep. They, You know, I, uh, on the parade route, I guess your, your twirler girls would have been the ones throwing the fire in the air and probably set yes. it down. I've never brought up a twirler's name in my life on a podcast or probably anywhere else. Okay. But I truly would tell you that I think that uh, – the little girl from Salinas Central, Callen Hall, is the best twirler I've ever seen in my life. She's unbelievable. Has huh. been since she was a little I'm gonna girl.
0: Tag, I'm going to have to tag him on the podcast uh, now. She's, Listen to this. She's,
1: uh, and the girls that she works with, you know, the other yep. two girls, which I don't know their names, and they're they're very, very talented as well. And I, I probably most years will say, our if we can't beat you in anything else, I'll guarantee you we can beat you in baton twirling because <laughs> she is the uh, – I mean she's she's division 1 level today. Well there you uh, go. But I mean, maybe that's not her dream to keep doing it, but if but if it is, she's the best I've ever seen. Um I can almost not watch the vets sometimes just by watching her. So it's a rare day that I would bring up a baton twirler, but that that one deserves a little there shout you. out.
0: I will I will <laughs> tag him on this podcast so they'll hear it firsthand, um, so
1: well that
0: now we went over so all right good That's what we were shooting for <laughs> all right well um, again thank you for listening um, please if you see us out and about say something Boomer always Center. happy to always happy to talk to our our listeners and and uh, always would love ideas if you got anything you want us to talk about or you want to come on here if you got something compelling you want to talk about we'll uh, we'll definitely consider that so don't this hesitate weekend, to reach out
1: this weekend uh, coming up this 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 uh, Saturday, um, I won four state championships on. Have I have I mentioned that lately in the podcast? It's been a couple of podcasts. This Saturday, this is fall baseball championship weekend, and There's I won, a, Asher, Oklahoma won four Asher state championships on this Saturday. I always remember it's OU Texas. Bigger than that, Asher wins another state championship. All right. See you next time. Yep,
0: thanks. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Phillip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast
1: and tell your friends about us.